2: Superstar, we how's
1: it going? I know you got a clue what you're doing. Womanizer, woman, womanizer, you're a womanizer, oh, womanizer, oh, you're a womanizer, baby. Ew, ew, ooh-ooh Womanizer, 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 womanizer. Womanizer. Of you guys. This is online bullshit with Katie Mordhorst and Nathan Lee. Uh, I decided this week it was going to be my choice. I called up Nathan and I said, Hey, let me tell you about Britney Spears. And I'm going to tell you the stuff they're not talking about in the book. All right? So sit back, relax, and listen to me explain one of my favorite topics and things I look up quite often online Britney Spears. Katie Mordhorst. I'm yes. a Britney Spears stan.
2: Okay. Yeah. And I, Nathan Lee, am... I have nothing against her, but she just yeah. no, She just never appealed to me. And also she was like kind of just out of my generation. In
1: 1998, when she debuted, I was uh, 12. Oh,
2: okay. In 1998, I would have been in my second year of college. So you'd be... yeah yeah okay but but the thing is it's like as a gay yeah i had already like set my heart on certain female voices and i just didn't never liked her voice to tell you the absolute truth okay because i was all like into like tina turner and uh whitney houston i like a big belty ass voice so uh were
1: you into christina aguilera no okay
2: no i honestly i like the women who were like 40 and over
1: no that makes sense that was my thing um because i was younger like i was 12 and she was 16 i like looked up to her and i was like i mean for my whole life i was basically like i just want to look like britney
2: well okay yeah is that why you looked up to her because i have like a theory yeah i
1: mean i think that's what it is like um, I do think she's super hot and she does make me horny. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's Good. because I would like to look like her. Yeah. And um makes that makes me horny.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's hey, whatever whatever makes it flow for you. Thank you. But uh no, cuz I have a theory because the 90s which you may not have been totally aware of because you were younger. Mm -hmm. They were so fucking depressing. Oh, right. It was all like very goth. And I remember like when I was coming up, when I was around Yuri's, it was all like long flowy flower dresses and a lot of apathy and discontent. And I feel like when she came on, it was like, okay, we're ready for something new. We're ready for like a little bit more spirit, a little bit more color. And also like just like women kind of like Feeling like, oh, I could be sexy. It was like a version of female empowerment that was like sexual, but it was still like necessary at that time. Because everything was like so fucking dark.
1: That makes me say Nirvana.
2: Well, yeah, I was going to say Nirvana, but they were like... Yeah,
1: I'm sure I've seen some kind of compilation of like the Nirvana thing was the answer to the 80s. Or something. Yeah, the
2: Nirvana thing was like the answer to the 80s. Also in 1990, we were like going through a big recession kind of.
1: Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Tell me the history.
2: Well, no, all I know is in the 90s we were going through a recession. Everybody was wearing like plaid shirts and being depressed and not washing their hair. Yeah. And then like what was it? 1998, Britney Spears kind of came along and just like Exploded the pop music scene Because we had Debbie Gibson and Tiffany And they were in very In the 80s? In, in the 80s and I think going into like the early 90s And they were very like Debbie Gibson was definitely like Girl next door She wore hats like Blossom With like you know a flower
1: You know what it was yeah. It was all of a sudden they had to um, Appeal to millennials The millennials were growing up well, so what in the 90s were you into? You were into uh, you can't Whitney go,
2: Houston. You can't go by me, though. Because yeah, I was right. into like opera and musical theater. That's what I was And thinking. I was in my own fucking little world. Right. My own little gay world.
1: Earlier today, uh-huh. you did a little deep dive I about did a little, Britney's career.
2: I did. I did. I went to the Wikipedia page, which is long and excruciatingly dull. I'm sure it is. It, well, I think it's controlled by her people or they have like... People are on it all the time, like her people, because it's all about like her numbers and like, but whenever anything gets like a little, uh, juicy, it's very journalistic and it doesn't like go into any kind of details or anything. Oh, and that's what
1: I'm here to talk about today. I want to call this episode, uh, Britney Spears conspiracy theories. Okay. Um, (laughs) I think even before Britney got put into that conservatorship. Um her image was always very
2: controlled. Here's the thing uh that I did sort of take in yeah uh, as a youth is um when ch- like she was like the perfect pop princess. Mm-hmm. Like everything you're right was very controlled. Her image was like absolutely perfect until she went off and married that guy. Kevin Federline? No, the no. guy before that that she the married f- in Vegas for 55 hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jason Alexander.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh No, uh, you
1: know what it was? What was it? Breaking up with Justin Timberlake because
2: Oh, yeah. Justin
1: Timberlake was launching his solo career. Yeah. Um, he had a first single that wasn't about Britney, but basically his second single was.
2: And it was very mean, I understand. Yeah,
1: it's called Cry Me a River. Yeah,
2: it's about her cheating or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And.
2: Like, he didn't fuck everything that goddamn moved. You
1: know he did.
2: Justin Timberlake is a trash can. He is a garbage bag full of snakes (laughs) and I hate him. He is a piece of shit. I'm so glad. I'm sorry, Justin, if you're listening you're a piece of shit okay (laughs)
1: there you go because here's the thing uh and justice for jc okay (laughs) uh i always knew jc was the best singer and the best part of nsync oh okay that's i was like jc and i don't know why justin timberlake got all of the um accolades when nsync was a thing i was always he's a
2: monster yeah and he probably undermined everybody in order like put himself on top yeah. I have absolutely no evidence for that. But based on his behavior with uh, Britney yes, and Janet Jackson, he is a, a monster. A monster shit. I agree. Yeah.
1: Big so, old dump. That was the beginning of now she's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> you know? After uh, Britney broke up with Justin in yeah. 2002, that's then when um, she got married to the Jason Alexander uh, over New Year's Eve in. Uh, can you tell me
2: can you tell me why do you think she did that
1: i think that was to rebel because she had been so controlled
2: yeah yeah she
1: uh once again i think was trying to like now that we know from the book about her and justin getting pregnant all of a sudden when they're broken up uh she like didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. and the things that she always wanted were. Um, like a stable family. Like if you read the book, you kind of find out that she didn't have that.
2: I didn't even have to, because it just seems like she has like a string of relationships where yeah. she gets, I just noticed this from Wikipedia that she tends to like go all fucking in on these relationships that yeah. end up lasting like six months to a year. Right. And uh, yeah, like, cause even her marriage with Fetterline, which uh, produced two children, was what like two three years it wasn't yeah, that long
1: it was pretty short yeah
2: and she wasn't married to sam Ashgari. oh my god i know so much about britney now yeah good yeah uh she wasn't married to sam Ashgari for very long is that his name yeah the most recent i think fella? it was
1: under two years
2: yeah 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 so um you know all i i just i left the wikipedia entry hoping britney finds love Aww. I did. Yeah, because she seems to really want it.
1: And don't we all? No. <laughs> I know. I agree. I, Fuck love. Give I me l- diamonds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Fuck love. Give me diamond painting. Ooh. I know. Yeah.
1: Um, this is a journey through my mind. Yeah. No. Basically. This is. You
2: are taking me on this trip, and I am along for the ride. You're in the driver's seat, Mordhorst. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I did see a TikTok the other day. Okay, um, where one of Britney's dancers was talking. I think he was like on a British talk show. Like uh-huh. he was talking to people we don't know. Okay, <laughs> I've never seen them before in my life.
2: For some reason, I have to know a dancer for which tour? Like the her most recent. That's whatever.
1: Um, I, think I don't know what she's doing he now. He danced for her at the time that she broke up with Timberlake. So two thousand two. Oh, okay, so. He was telling this story. Okay. Uh Um, uh, According to Justin Timberlake, right? Um, They broke up because Britney cheated. Yeah. Britney admits then in her book that she did cheat with Wade Robson. Okay. That was her choreographer. All right. He was also a choreographer for NSYNC. He was like real big at the time. I feel
2: like I kind of know his name. You know his name
1: because Uh he came out later and accused Michael Jackson of molesting him. That guy. No shit. Leaving Neverland.
2: Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Because he
1: was a big deal. He was, he won some contest. Mm hmm. Uh, Cause he could dance just like Michael Jackson, he really could, and then Michael Jackson took him under his wing. I think that that subsequently helped him get a career as a choreographer, and yeah. he was very important. Like I think he was like making big decisions about Britney's tour mm-hmm. besides just the dancing. Oh, okay, uh, but they were about the same age. Yeah, and. Um, You can watch on, like, making the video for I'm a Slave for You, which Mm -hmm. is one of the bops that you enjoy.
2: I did enjoy it very much. I listened to, uh, I fell into a bit of a Britney wormhole today. Yeah. And, uh, I listened to, um, Womanizer and, uh, Slave for You, and I liked them. Like, I literally liked them. I put them on playlists.
1: You're gonna be a Britney stan.
2: I, I bet.
1: So... In her book, she says they went to a Spanish club one night and made
2: out, yeah. she and Wade. I just want to point out, like, okay, this was 2003. 2002. 2002. She is 21 years old. Uh huh. Like, honestly. And and, and, and probably, I don't know how, like, the height of
1: her hotness.
2: The height of her hotness. Nobody's making great choices at that age. No. She's got kabillions k- of dollars. Like, yeah, she can do whatever she wants. And when you're that age, you feel fucking invincible. And also, once again, JT was also the same age. I'm sure he was nailing anything that moves. Yeah. So anyway. So she says she went out um,
1: and made out with Wade Robson. Okay. But this particular dancer Mm -hmm. who I was just talking about said, um, actually, when they broke up, Brittany wrote Wade a 14 page letter.
2: That's a lot of pages.
1: And like he found it or like Justin found it. And then that's like what made them break up. Meaning their affair was more serious than Brittany lets on in the book.
2: So it wasn't just making out. No. It was there were feelings. It was an emotional and physical affair. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And and then this dancer says, actually, the thing that was like the top of mind for all three of them, him, Justin, and Wade, was they were all concerned about Britney's drug use. No shit. Yeah.
2: I was staying in Justin's house. Wade and I were choreographing the InSync world tour at the time. We were staying in Justin's house, and the one afternoon, Justin broke down to me and was crying to me, talking about what was going on in his relationship with Britney. And worried about her drug use, but also
0: worried that he, that she
2: was cheating on him. Oh, cause honestly, this whole time, the only time I knew that she was seemed to be intoxicated is when they took her kids away.
1: I know. That's
2: the only, the only thing in the Wikipedia entry that says, oh, she seemed to be intoxicated. So we took both her kids away.
1: Well, okay. So I just sent you a blind item link right. and this is just, so you can follow along with.
2: Okay,
3: cool.
1: I don't know if you ever heard of Ted Casablanca, but he was a big uh, gossip writer Mm -hmm. and he writes in a very fashionable way. You'll see. Um, And he he calls it. Blind device.
2: I'm reading this. This is fucking So go down to the
1: one, the middle one. So not the first one. This is called um, one bugged out belter blind device.
2: She's not a belter, Mr. Casablanca. Anyway, I'll let that go. Okay. Do you want to read it? Sure. Princess Powderpuff, presumably Britney Spears, has had quite the rocky existence for the past couple of years. Besides being a sizable tabloid target, Princess P has had some career setbacks, too. Maybe that's because everyone around P, spelled P-E-E, uses her for something. And whatever goodies those fake pals are gaining, it's never in PPP's best interest, for sure. See, Puff hardly has any real buds. Sad, but very true. Now don't feel too bad for the babe, because with her money she could easily be getting help if she wanted it. Instead, Triple P, Jesus Christ, resorts to seeking different kinds of aid from those around her. Like drugs. The hard stuff, babes. Like what ruins major divas' careers before the whole global tabloid world's eyes. Powderpuff is scrounging for a fix and isn't being too subtle about it, in whatever town she happens to be touring through. And what's P's great idea so nobody finds out? She's asking her crew members, left and right, for them to score something. Anything. For her. Genius. Yikes, this is definitely gonna make PPP's comeback ten times harder. Just more train-wreckishly delish for us to watch, that's all. Jesus, this asshole. Oh, you all do know Princess isn't used to performing sober, don't you? It's something she absolutely hates doing, and it's definitely showing. The few times she agrees to be forced into such a desultory state. So sad, too, because P used to have it all. Boys, hits, good girl fame, the works. I hate everything about this. It's terrible.
1: I mean, I don't love it.
2: It's awful. He's ugh. Anyway. Okay, this is I mean, where he's a we were. Columnist. This is where we were
1: in 2007. You know, did you ever get into Perez
2: Hilton? No, because he was so cheap and tawdry and like, like, come drips he was drawing yeah. on like Paris Hilton. I was like, I don't like Paris Hilton. I think she's like basically, fundamentally trash. Mm-hmm. But you still don't have to do that to her.
1: Well, come so on. in 2007. I was in college about to graduate and I had a job Uh over the summer Mm -hmm. where um, I had a lot of downtime. They like did not have enough for me to do. And it was a desk job. And um, this was the first time that like. I realized that people at desk jobs, like don't have anything to do all the time.
2: Welcome to my world. I know. Seriously.
1: And so ever since then, I have found things that are interesting to me to do when there's nothing to do. Yeah. We all find those things, but this was the beginning. Like I really had nothing to do. And I, so I would go on, honestly, Perez was never my thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the time I liked this one called the superficial, um, and then later I liked delisted. I, I love D listed. I yeah. love D listed. So at this point in time, I don't know, we were all like uh staring at celebrities and watching them do shit and then just like talking shit about them and like yeah. that was the culture.
2: And- Especially young female celebrities. It was like, you know, it was it was that era where it's it was like they were sacrificial virgins. Yeah. To coin a phrase, I don't know. I feel like it's some like primal instinct we well, have we to like keep, raise them up and yeah, tear them down. We keep doing that. Yeah.
1: I, and um, even though like during Free Britney movement, there were documentaries, um, and it was like, look how we treated her in 2007, and now that she's free and she does whatever she wants on Instagram, people are still shitty. <laughs>
2: no, it's <laughs> I mean? people are still shitty, and it's
1: you know. Sh- Oh, let she her do make... what she
2: wants well let her do what she wants but it's like we all make shitty choices exactly you know? yeah. and, and clearly she's got some damage and that's justifiable okay, if you look at her so life
1: I think my question has always been what is the damage mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry but I must know so when she got into the conservatorship in 2008 okay then um I remember it was about 2011, 2012, um, she she put out a, an album called Femme Fatale, and she just looked like she wasn't having any fun. She looked like she was barely awake. And then she was an, a judge on The X Factor, which is just another singing competition show. And she looked dead, and she <laughs> would put on this fake smile that, like, I think her true fans all knew, like,
2: that's a fucking fake smile. You know why? Because she's working fucking constantly. At least if you look at the Wikipedia page, I'm like, when do you rest, girl? Yeah.
1: They never let her rest. Yeah. Because she's a cash cow. You finally find out um, in her book that like, yeah, she really didn't know how to say no.
2: Oh, got it. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Basically, with the book coming out, Mm -hmm. she admits in it that she did like to take Adderall
2: Oh, wow. And so I think she... she
1: took it, like, recreationally. Um, she wasn't taking it for any other reason than to, like, feel good. Yeah. Um, so from this blind item that we just read, mm-hmm. and then this other thing that I'm going to open next. Okay. I think Brittany's thing has always
2: been uppers. I mean, I get that. My thing is uppers, too, quite <laughs> frankly. No, I love a stimulant. I'm on about four of them right now. All of them legal, but I'm on. Wow, many of
1: them. four. Yeah,
2: well, three: caffeine, nicotine, and yeah, stimulants. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. So I just sent you another link. I'm gonna open it. So to preface, okay, she uh, got married to Kevin Federline in 2004. They divorced 2005. Um. That's when she starts going off the rails, kind of. Because I think she just had two babies. She's uh, estranged from her partner. She's probably always kind of been on drugs. So and She's what probably she... also a little
2: bit postpartum.
1: Yeah. 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 But then, um, and then she's also like the hottest girl in the world. So the paparazzi follow her. And then she starts doing weird stuff.
2: Yeah, like, like... shaving her head.
1: Yeah. And she would like go to gas stations and just like walk around barefoot. Yeah. Wow. And and it, I think at that point it was like
2: this is some Amanda Bynes shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So,
1: that's the point in time that we're at. This is an, an article that was written in 2007. Um and it's the source is Britney's bodyguard. His name's Tony. So it says in an interview with London's news of the world, Britney Spears, former bodyguard, Tony Barreto claims the troubled star nearly suffered a drug overdose following her rehab stint last spring. So she had been in and out of rehab because people kept holding over her that
2: she needed rehab to get access to her kids. Can I tell you, I had no idea except for that one little blip in Wikipedia that she was like, had a huge drug problem Am I naive?
1: No, and she uh, glosses over it in the book. Okay. So so I guess one night she went on like a date with Howie Day. Do you remember Howie Day?
2: No. Send me a picture.
1: Let's play his song.
2: You're barely waking
3: And I'm tangled up in you
1: Yes, he is a one-hit
2: wonder. Okay,
1: and he's kind of like a whiny, cute guy, right?
2: Well, yeah, he's very like late '90s, going into early aughts kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So she went out with him one night. There's actually paparazzi footage of her and him. Okay, getting out of the car, going into the Roosevelt Hotel, and then according to her bodyguard. She was staying at a hotel with Howie Day.
2: Is she at this point otherwise engaged in a relationship? No. Okay.
1: Um, okay. So there were a bunch of court dates happening over custody for her kids. That's how we got this information is he testified. Um, his account persuaded a worried judge to order Brittany to be tested for drugs twice a week. On May 2nd. Two thousand seven, Britney Spears went on a date with musician Howie Day, who she'd met in rehab. (laughs) Telling her worried protection. I gotta I gotta tell you. It's
2: it's always great to get into a relationship with somebody you met in rehab. Yeah. Power move. Great job.
1: So uh, Tony Barreto said of the lame singer and drug addict. (laughs) I don't know who that's
2: about. He said lame singer and drug addict? Yeah, but
1: that could be about Howie Day. He's a lame singer.
2: Okay, yeah. We
1: did security checks on Howie Day and told her he was trouble, but she ignored us. Hours later, however, a hysterical crying Britney, twenty-five, called her aides claiming that Day was refusing to let her leave their hotel room. Tony Barretto recalled she wanted to cancel the tour. She was confused. We asked her if she was okay and reminded her that she had a show to do. I don't know what show they're talking about. Then Howie came on the phone and started arguing with us. We knew we had to get her. Tony raced to the plush Mondrian Hotel with another bodyguard and Brittany's best friend and personal assistant, Allie Sims. When they got to their room, they found the door open and an appalling scene inside. We could see Brittany all red-eyed from crying. Howie was lying in his boxers asleep on the bed. The hotel room was trashed. There were half-eaten plates of food everywhere. There were blankets on the floor, clothes strewn about everywhere. The trash was emptied everywhere over the floor. The entire place was littered with empty rear bottles and liquor bottles, small glasses of ice with cigarette butts everywhere. On the surface of the dresser, I could see mounds of white powder and a straw on top. I suspected it was cocaine or powdered meth. Over by the side, I spotted a glass pipe, which I knew from my drug training was often used with crystal meth.
2: This is some Whitney Houston Bobby Brown at their lowest shit. Yeah. Right?
1: And then he says, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Brittany was completely out of it. We thought she'd overdosed. She was distraught, crying. Her skin was waxy. She looked so ill. We tried to speak to her. My fellow bodyguard and Allie were so worried that they wanted to get a medic to detoxify her. We were panicking. We thought she was going to die. Uh, so I don't, this has been glossed over in, um, in the book and everything kind of since then. Uh, like, Brittany doesn't admit in her book yeah. that she did drugs.
2: I mean, she might not think it was as... Okay. She might not think it was as bad as it was. Like, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I think the reason she was running around and paparazzi were following her wasn't because she was on drugs. I think that was more personal issues. And they kind of exacerbated
2: everything. And let's not forget, a lot of these hangers-on have an interest to, like, at least they might be persuaded to embellish the story. They might choose to embellish the story. Well, did you know, too,
1: at this time, she fired her whole team, and she just kind of met this guy named Sam, and he became her manager? Is
2: it Sam Lufty? Yes. Yes, I do recognize that name. Whom she would later, or who, she would later fire? No. Or get a restraining order against.
1: Yes. Yes. So she was using him as her manager, and then... In the press, once she had the restraining order and was under the conservatorship, th- I guess they said that there was evidence that he was drugging her.
2: Oh, my God. But
1: she also doesn't bring that up in the book. Um, and this was like an account from her mom.
2: I mean, that's a huge accusation. And he might have legal recourse yeah. if she was to say he was he committed a crime against me without well, I she probably or doesn't charges. want
1: him to get the notoriety of being mentioned in Britney's book.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Because I think, I don't know, I think that that was a tough uh, relationship to break. And at the end of the day, I don't know if Sam was good or bad, you know?
2: Well, why do you think it was a tough relationship? I don't know anything about it. I just know at one point he was her manager and at another point she had a restraining order out on him somebody else and a lawyer for trying to like her and her father at that time apparently they were copacetic accused them of trying to like steal her money or something like that.
1: She was acting crazy at that time. Okay. And Sam was doing all her business dealings. Uh, So like she released an album in 2007 called blackout. Yeah. Um, Then she didn't do any press for it, except she did one radio interview with Ryan Seacrest. And um, I think that's because that's how she preferred it. You know, she was tired of being the show pony and getting put out there. But to the public, you could look at that like he's doing a bad job managing her. He's a nefarious character. Like he tried to then like go be part of other celebrities. I want to know
2: more about him. Like what was his background? How did he get in with her?
1: That's kind of what's so hard to find out. But she, I like, I think he was trying to get in there for a long time and then like met her at a club one night.
2: Oh, so he's like basically a grifter, a con artist, hanger-on,
1: probably.
2: Yeah, seems like it.
1: Uh, and so when she was, um, concerning everyone, right during two thousand seven, especially the head shaving,
2: the head shaving, and then the fifty-one fifty.
1: Yes, but who's putting her on a fifty-one fifty? Her parents. Yeah. So
2: okay, okay. Can we say? Two things can be true at the same time. Yes. Her parents see her as a source of wealth, but also they care about her.
1: I do think that there was an element of she needs guidance and she needs to maybe be separated from Sam Lutfi.
2: Well, anybody who's like enabling her and feeding her drugs or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: It's just in her recollection of this point in time. Um. There was no drugs or anything nefarious with Sam Lutfi mentioned. And that's what I feel like is getting forgotten. And uh, I was just always like, what the hell happened there? Um, but basically, she shaves her head in 2007.
2: Which is a baller move, by the way. I got, <laughs> no, when it happened, I was yeah. like, she's obviously going through some shit and I yeah. am here for it.
1: And at the same time, she's trying to negotiate seeing her kids and Kevin Federline has custody. And so each time she got put in a 5150, like the first time she was just trying to see her kids at Kevin Federline's house. Mm -hmm. And she locked herself in a bathroom with one of them. She glazes over this in the book again, uh, because at the time they were like, you you put someone under a 5150 because they're a danger to themselves or someone else. Yes. And so I think she's not really telling everything that happened in that.
2: Oh, encounter. for sure not. Right. Yeah. Well, also, she's probably maybe conveniently forgotten, edited her own memories. Um, you know, maybe didn't see it that way. We can't tell what her experience of those moments was yeah yeah
1: and also that first one then i think gave them an idea that we're gonna put her in another one this one was more planned the cops and an ambulance and blah 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 all came together brought her to a hospital and then that's when they put her in a conservatorship so what happened was um i guess recently this was at the beginning of 2008 um she had driven without her license and gotten pulled over she missed a drug test and then Jamie Spears and Lou Taylor who could be like Jamie Spears's Sam Lutfee okay because she came along and was like hey let's put your daughter in a conservatorship and then became the business manager of okay. everything
2: okay yeah
1: so they planned the hospitalization then while she was at the hospital, they applied for the conservatorship and a doctor signed off on it, diagnosing her with dementia.
2: Dementia?
1: Which she clearly didn't have. <laughs>
2: no, dementia is, okay, my understanding, maybe we have to look this up, dementia is no. like a really specific diagnosis yeah. where it's like your brain is like fading and through you age can't, or some kind of disease. You
1: can't care for yourself and maybe you can't, you don't have the motor skills. Which, like, okay, she's got motor skills. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that that went, that ain't it, sis.
2: Dementia?
1: That's what they checked on the box. Okay. So after 2008, and like I said, in 2011, 2012, then she's judging on the X factor. She looks like she's all drugged up and she's putting out music videos, but she looks like she's having a terrible time. That's when I start my
2: research. Oh, all right. So at that time, the intrepid Katie Moore yes. she starts pounding the pavement. I'm gonna find out what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, and that's yeah.
1: when I'm doing my research at work in my downtime. Uh huh. That's when I found out that Howie Day thing, and then I started to find clips of reasons why Britney is under uh, MK Ultra mind control.
2: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's all tracking. It makes complete sense.
1: I can see in your eyes you don't agree. <laughs> well, convince me. How's I know. That? So
2: Because um, we've already had enough evidence of her mental health struggles and her addiction struggles. Yeah. Where I feel like that explains pretty much everything that's going on with her.
1: Are you so, being sarcastic?
2: No, no, no. I'm being totally serious. So how, how does MKUltra... Um, do you know how it works? Well, okay. Or do you want to see the clip where they keep saying this?
1: I want to send you the clip.
2: Show me the clip. This is
1: the evidence that Britney Spears is under mind control.
2: I am ready to be convinced.
1: I have watched it thousands of times. All right. Now as a little background,
2: do you watch it before you go to sleep? No. Okay.
1: It's not that much fun.
2: I have things that I watch that aren't that much fun that help me go to sleep. really? yeah,
1: how interesting. yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. I subsequently also went deep dive into MK Ultra. What is it, and what's mind control? Okay. okay. so the whole theory about people in the entertainment industry that are under mind control is that they've been traumatized, and when you're traumatized, you're um you disassociate. Um. Sometimes, then your personality splits into different personalities. Yeah. Uh. Just like Sybil, the movie starring Sally Field.
2: Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or or when Rabbit Howells, starring Meredith Baxter Burney. Oh really? Yes, that was a TV movie. Yeah. Oh.
1: And it's harrowing. Uh. Uh. The split. The M. Night Shyamalan movie. Did you ever see that?
2: No, I stopped watching M. Night Shyamalan. 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 No. Uh, Shy- I can't. Shyamalan. I'm, Shyamalan. I stopped watching after um, The Village because it was yeah. such a piece of crap.
1: But then when Split came out, everyone was like, he's back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: um, okay, so uh, supposedly... It creates someone with multiple personalities so that then you can draw one of the personalities out and make them do whatever you want them to do. OK. OK. So first. Well, one, one
2: thing I do, one thing Yeah, I have she was in the Mickey Mouse Club from '92 to '94 with Justin Timberlake. Yes. Christina Aguilera, Carrie Russell. And Ryan Gosling.: Yeah, I am fully convinced that in the basement of Disney, yes, there is a mind-control cult or cell that is creating stars.
1: Because of the ones that have subsequently come out of there.
2: Yes, exactly. It's just like, how do you
1: yeah, and how
2: do you do that?
1: I think it was rumored that Walt Disney was a Freemason. And then, you know, the whole rumors about him having access to freezing his head so that he can come back later.
2: That wasn't a rumor. I thought that was true.
1: Dude, I don't know. I don't know how you prove that. Yeah. Well, his
2: head is frozen somewhere and somebody has it and they're like, here's his head.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. sometime when we figure out how to reanimate people he'll and be put back.
2: their head on a robot body, I know what. Yeah.
1: What about the body? We don't like.
2: Him. We, do, no, we no, we do, we don't like Walt Disney. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: Google him. There's a bunch of bad stuff.
2: Yeah, he was not cool. No.
1: So first, I want to show some examples in popular culture of other celebrities, uh, quote unquote, glitching.
2: Ooh. So
1: supposedly you glitch because you're under MKUltra mind control. Now watch this clip of Cardi B.
2: I am very intrigued. Okay. Cardi B? Even Cardi B? Mm-hmm. All
0: right.
2: Okay, that was weird. Yeah, that just, was just weird, Just to right? describe the clip. Just to describe the clip, Cardi B seems to be having a totally innocuous conversation on the red carpet with a reporter. And then suddenly, in the middle of the conversation, she sort of freezes, stares off into the distance for a millisecond, and then returns to the interview as if nothing happened. Yeah. Okay, so that's an example of glitching. This is
1: another example. This happened on the Today Show.
0: Side, Matt Lauer and Al Roker but Someone do no the, the junior high
1: hug no so it It's yeah.
0: like this you
1: going to make it real awkward oh, That's
0: exactly how you he You have did. to have a certain amount of distance between yes, the bodies exactly. in junior high Yes,
1: yeah, like they say in Catholic school Leave room for the Holy Ghost <laughs> anyway, Oh my here, god it's, uh, it's, uh, Memories
4: today,
0: actually It's a big day in music history
4: 35 years ago today Elvis Presley passed away The king of...
2: Alright, I gotta agree That was very strange. Yeah. Okay, so what I saw was, it was uh, Matt Lauer, blah, um, <laughs> some lovely woman, anchor, right? Savannah Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. And Al Roker. And Al Roker is sort of uh, participating in their banter. But then, Lauer and Savannah Guthrie continue their conversation while Al Roker stares down the, does not blink, does not blink for a full 30 seconds to a minute and is just staring off into space. It is very, very odd. Here comes the Brittany one.
4: Year. You've had a year that would test a lot of people. Mm
3: -hmm. Illness in the family. Mm -hmm. A breakup
4: this spasm of publicity about what happened in from mexico to london
3: it was pretty rough yeah um yeah it's kind of weird Ah, oh, weird hello um oh my goodness hello ew strong Brittany. um yeah it was a weird
2: Okay, was that supposed to be an example of a glitch? Yeah. I think it's just an example of her. She's feeling the tears coming. She does not want to cry on camera in front of Diane Sawyer. And it happens anyway, but that is her avoiding an emotional situation. I don't see that as a glitch. Me neither. Yeah. But it is like...
1: So I watched it like over and over and over again Uh being like, but what? And then they'd be like, see, another personality is coming in and says, hello. And I'm like,
2: no, I bet somebody just walked into the interview or she noticed somebody, you know, no, no, no. Okay. What
1: happened? Were you going to say you want to watch it again? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. No, here's what I think. Like you said, she's avoiding, um, crying yeah and then she feels the like look for the tears she feels them coming and she's like oh no and then she's like oh i can't stop it
2: it's actually a very telling moment what is that word that she says oh hello strong i think she's saying strong Brittany. be strong oh this makes total sense mm-hmm. and also diane sawyer it witchcraft pure witchcraft (laughs) she can uh, she's an amazing interviewer. well yeah she's sitting
1: there like you had a bad year
2: yeah yeah i just remember her interview with whitney where she's just like soft but also relentless and i love it you do i do i do i mean i think she bores into your soul and you're like this person cares about me and she completely changes she completely gets beyond like, the celebrity sort of surface, which is, like, very, very thick with all these people because they're so used to, like, putting up a front. And she just, like, pierces that shit like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, she's just... Good. And I feel
2: like it was unexpected for Brittany, which is why she's like, yeah, oh, ah, feelings! Yeah, I, I shouldn't be showing these.
1: In the book, she says this was right after yeah. the breakup.
3: hmm
1: Okay, so this is in... January of 2008, TMZ writes an article called Britney's Multiple Personality Disorder.
2: Oh, TMZ, I love you so.
1: Sources are now painting a very disturbing picture of Britney Spears or whoever she happens to be at any given moment. Christ. We're told the whole British accent thing, which she's always kind of done.
2: Really? Yeah. God, you could fuck um, with I don't know about Britney.
1: Well, it's more than an accent. Britney has multiple personalities, including, as people in her life call it, the British girl. We're told when Spears loses the British personality, she has absolutely no idea what she did during the time she assumed that personality. Sources say Brit has a number of other identities where she becomes the weepy girl, the diva, the incoherent girl, and on and on. So this was also at the time, like we were saying... Okay when she's trying to go to court and like get access to her kids. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one day where she like missed the court date and when someone brought it up to her, she was like like didn't know where she had been and they were like, "Oh, multiple personality." It just sounds like she's
2: she might honestly have a dissociative disorder and that's sad, but she, it also sounds like she has a little bit of ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. She
1: needed that Adderall. She
2: needed that Adderall. Uh, and she's probably not used to okay. You get married, you have kids, probably her parents or her managers are sort of receding in her life where she's like, I want to be more independent. I want to have more control over my life, my schedule, where I am, what I do. Yeah. But she she hadn't done since she she was 16. She's never learned how to do it. And she just might not be very good at it. When you're ADHD, you just, you don't plan very well. And it's a skill that you have to learn consciously. It just doesn't happen.
1: Right. Right. This is just another Britney conspiracy theory okay. that I just want to show you. Um, she released an album called Britney Jean. It was 2012. Okay. And they tried to be like, this is Britney's most personal album. That's why the, she called it Britney Jean. Cause that's like her middle name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it came out and we all listened to it and we were all like, this is fucking shit. <laughs> why was it shit?
2: I've never listened to it.
1: Okay. Here's why. Okay. Because the rumor is, and is probably true, Britney didn't sing most of it. Oh. Ooh, react.
2: I am, well, I'm reacting with my face and my eyes are wide and my <laughs> mouth is in an O.
1: Okay, so I didn't hear this till a little while later, and I was like, oh, but how could you prove that? Uh, for some reason in Britney's career, her music is always leaking, and no one is ever like, who the fuck at the music like making place? <laughs> 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 who the fuck <laughs> is putting it out online before it's done? Probably her people. But she, okay, so she also has uh tons of other unreleased music that you can just listen to on YouTube like
2: for to- totally for free.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Like okay, in 2004 or so, like right after she married Kevin Federline. Um she had this idea um to make an album called Original Doll. And she went she ran down To the radio station, and she said, Here's a song on a CD that I want you to play. And they were like, Oh, hi, Britney Spears. And they played it because they were like, What the fuck?
2: What was it? Like Highway to Hell or like. No, it's called
1: Mona Lisa.
2: Oh, was it one of her songs?
1: Yeah, it's her song. I just, when
2: you said that, she just came down with. She's like, I really want to hear the Allman Brothers. No. No.
1: No, she showed up with one of her songs because she was like rebelling and she was like, uh, here's my new song. Uh, I'm working on an album. It's gonna be called Original Doll. Well, Original Doll never came out. Okay. We we somehow have access to a bunch of the songs. She did write like a fucking angry song about Justin Timberlake.
2: Good for her. Where
1: she's like, um, she's like, I'm finally with someone new, and he's ringing my bell.
2: Ooh, you know? shots fired. Which Brittany. is uh,
1: I found out from someone on TikTok. Yeah. That's another way of saying. Making I, me orgasm. Yeah,
2: I just thought it was like somebody makes me come, and it's not JT. Yeah, yeah. and she
1: says um, he can go in places you couldn't. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. He's got a small dick. Oh, that's oh, what I think.
2: Oh, I I wasn't sure if maybe she was saying it's like I'll let him go through the back door, and <laughs> I, I would did, never I let thought you because I didn't too. trust you, and I never should have.
1: I here, let's listen. To yeah. It.
2: kind of love it.
1: Kind of like production value for something that was never going to come out.
3: One more game. It's time to play. Play with me.
1: i don't know if she wrote it because there's no booklet of like credits
2: oh okay but
1: this is a song that wasn't released i um,
2: love it by she the way. was i love she sounds fantastic
1: yeah she was it's like weird. highly like involved m- in this music that didn't come out
2: it's like march of the misfit toys kind of feeling i love it if this was the britney i had heard i would have been her biggest number one fan oh honestly i love this song Okay, it's so weird.
1: This is, let me play you Mona Lisa, the song that she brought to the radio station.
2: Okay.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a little story to tell about Mona Lisa and how she suddenly fell.
2: Okay. it is dark, it is menacing, it is sexy. It, yeah. It's about her having a breakdown. I want to I want all of this. I yeah. want I send me this. I want all of it. It's so good. I will. Yeah. But
1: so this is before any of that happened. She's like
2: Before any of what happened? Sorry, remind me.
1: Oh. All of the stuff that happened in two thousand seven which oh. we call like Britney's breakdown.
2: Okay. Got it. She
1: wrote this in 2004.
2: Wow. While she was happily married. Oh, so it's coming down the pike. She can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. She was like really sick of getting pushed, mm-hmm. you know, the, but the, the thing is if they just let her have more control I know. Oh, my God. It would have been brilliant. I know. Not, not that her career is not brilliant, but like. But
1: that's why I want to show you Britney Jean. Okay. Because um, basically what happened to really clue the fans in is yeah. that some of the stems of the songs got leaked. Okay. Which, from my understanding, mm-hmm. is when you record a vocal You know, you got one track, and then maybe you mix them with other tracks. Yeah, and so one of the tracks is a stem. Okay, and they were labeled Maya Marie, and Maya Marie is someone who does background vocals for Britney a lot, and she can make herself sound like Britney. Yeah, fair. Um, but uh, I found this video on YouTube that uh shows when it's britney and when it's maya marie okay because i just kept being like how do they know how do they know like who's singing and then you can start to hear it
2: okay i want you to play this for me because i'm really good at identifying voices and differences well do you
1: want to watch uh where it's identifying or do you
2: no, no. Y- no, let's do a test for me. Okay, so th- there's one person named Maya Marie, one of her backup singers, and then there's Britney Spears. Yeah. Okay, yeah. D- uh, don't show me, play me.
3: In like home. me home. And can just
2: okay, so first of all, all of these recordings are highly, highly produced. Yeah. Highly auto-tuned. Layered on each other. There's echo. It's really hard. Like, I don't I wonder if we actually know what Britney's voice sounds like in general.
1: Um Oh, I know what it oh, sounds like.
2: Okay. Has she ever done like anything acoustic? Yeah. Oh okay. Can you can you play an acoustic? Yeah. Okay. You, I'm just curious for we don't have to include this, but I'm curious. Oh for no, myself we can. What her sounds? Her voice sounds like raw.
1: So you just have to tell me if this counts as acoustic. I just know she sings it live. She, this is her song for Justin.
2: Oh okay.
1: But then when we found out about the abortion, mm-hmm. we were like, I think this is her song for the baby.
2: Oh, good point. Oh. Take
3: my hand, and so.
2: Okay, so are, yes. uh, is there a debate as to whether this is her singing? Because it no. clearly is.
1: No, this is.
2: What's happening is, she's in, uh, uh, when Wait, she gets- she gets to
1: explain it to the viewer? The
2: well, listener? no, when, uh, just in terms of the sound that she's making. Yeah. As a singer, I notice a few things. When the dry ice comes out, she starts getting a little pitchy and struggling just a little bit. It's because her voice is getting dry. Oh. Yeah. So the voice is like, it's a part of your body. It changes every day. And I also wanted to know, with some of those other recordings, when did she have the baby? Or Because that changes your hormones, and hormones change, change a woman's voice. So uh, I think this it's- This, and um, Mona
1: Lisa, and the um, fuck you, yeah, <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. Pre-baby.
2: Pre-baby, what about the original doll, or the stuff that we were looking at that was like, this is Maya Marie, this is Brittany, this Post, is Maya Marie? Post-baby. Post-baby. So, what might have happened, depending on how post-babies it was, mm-hmm. it might have been that her hormones were thickening her vocal cords because of giving birth to a baby, and um, because you've just, you know, pushed but a human out Brittany of your Jean. body where your diaphragm is, you can't support as well.
1: Brittany Jean. Uh-huh. Is from two thousand twelve, and her babies were born two thousand five, two thousand six, or two thousand four, two thousand five.
2: Okay, all right. I thought it was. I thought it was like no right after the baby, but also uh, depending on how your voice changes throughout yeah. your life, yeah. And depending on like what kind of drugs she's doing, whether she's drinking, um, I could see them totally like because they they used to say Paula Abdul did this because she has a very thin voice and so they were layering her with a backup singer that sounded a lot like her. So it's not unheard oh, of. Oh yeah. That's for what that they do at j lo <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, it's not terribly surprising that they would have like a backup singer, maybe like beef up some of her vocals in certain places. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just
1: think Britney Jean has like no heart in it oh, because okay. it's like Britney wasn't making it, Britney didn't care about it. Yeah, she was she had no heart in anything at that time. Yeah, she felt completely oppressed.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. And I feel like, um, like the original doll stuff. Is there any debate as to whether that's her voice? No, no. Because she sounds fucking great. And and her voice is a lot lower in that one. What I read in Wikipedia yeah. is when she first did a demo mm-hmm. for like her first agent. Uh she sang Whitney Houston. She sang I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston, like yeah. as her demo. That is a hard goddamn song. And Whitney is uh she's like an alto. She's like a contralto singer. So I think Whitney uh sorry, excuse me, I think Britney's voice is different physically, fundamentally, than the way she's recorded and the way she is forced to sing. Yes, so that, yes. This people have
1: made whole videos really. about how they must have made her do that baby
2: voice thing. Because, and also I saw on Instagram years ago when this whole thing started coming out because I had another friend who was fascinated by it. And she does like slip into like this sort of like puberphonic baby voice sometimes. Yeah, she does. Which is a, a little disconcerting, but I feel like it's just because she's been told to do that in order to like sing in a certain way. Right. That is a little like less complicated, quite frankly. Oh, for people to deal with. It's like, we want you to have this thin little girl, baby voice. Don't ever don't grow up, Brittany. Yeah. Don't be a real human being. Don't have feelings. Don't be complex. And they're trying to control that through how she sings. Yes. Yeah.
1: Can't believe you're coming to that without even seeing all of the. Oh, no. I mean, I've been, I was
2: a singer for years. So it's like, you know,
1: for, for 13 years, basically. We were unsure if Brittany needed to be in a conservatorship, if she wanted to, if she was having a terrible time. I mean, to me, it was obvious that she was. I kept waiting for someone to say something, and then Uh in 2019, here's what happened. What? Brittany had just finished a residency in Las Vegas. Okay. It was like three years or something, and it like came to a close. Mm -hmm. And she did like a world tour. Then uh, she shows up on The Ellen Show to announce that she has an announcement.
3: My announcement is actually that I have an announcement. All right. Yes. Okay. So there's an announcement to make an announcement. And what is the announcement of the announcement? I can't announce the announcement (laughs) until October 18th. I will let you do it on my YouTube
0: channel. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. So she's like,
1: tune into TV this day to watch my announcement. Okay. And it's in Las Vegas. I think we all know it's like, oh, Brittany has a new residency she's starting. Yeah. I think we knew that. Um, And it was called Domination. So she shows up. She like gets raised uh, onto this stage, like from a hole, you know?
2: Okay. <laughs> from a hole (laughs) yeah she gets she climbs out of a hole on the ellen show yeah but no
1: (laughs) she's on a stage like in las vegas like in between the big mgm grand and the big blah 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 okay she's up on you know a screen and there's fans everywhere and then uh there are different reporters there who are like we're waiting for britney and what
2: do they think she's gonna say
1: I don't know. And I think maybe they thought she was going to do a performance or at least stop and talk. I would love it. She's like, I killed a man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what she does is she just kind of comes up and then she like walks down the steps and Uh then she like walks past all the reporters. And she's nice. She's like a lovely human. So she's like, hi, I like your outfit. (laughs) And then She just keeps going and gets into a limo. And everyone is kind of like, I don't think that's what was supposed to happen.
2: So she didn't say anything. She
1: said nothing, and then so, <laughs> but the, so these girls on uh, she's like, "Jokes on you, motherfuckers!" Yeah. <laughs> so she does that, and then a few months later, in January of 2019, she announces that she's not going to do this residency, and she sa- it's on her Instagram. She announces it, and she says it's because her dad had a colon rupture and almost died, and she needs to like take time with her family. Oh, fair. <laughs> What? But then um we like don't see her in the public and she doesn't post on Instagram for a few months, which okay. is not like her. She's always loved Instagram.
2: She seems to be very into the Insta.
1: So uh I had been listening to um an a podcast called Britney's Graham where they were just like they would just like sit around and laugh about her Instagram because okay. she was like very funny. Um and like
2: sometimes unintentionally so yeah 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 she's very sweet she's kooky she's very sweet she's kooky and I feel like she's like a little sheltered yeah in her own I think way, that's part so. of it so uh
1: so all they're kind of like speculating like why'd she just cancel this where is she we haven't seen her um she went for a drive with her boyfriend to In and Out and like I think in the whole conservatorship we never saw her drive so. They were like, I think she's in trouble for driving, you know?
2: She might not have a license.
1: Girl, I'm going to play you what happened on this podcast. All right. And I don't know if you're ready.
2: Okay.
4: Here we go. Hi there. Um, I cannot disclose who I am. Um, I just heard the latest episode. You guys are onto something. Um, I used to be a paralegal for... An attorney that worked um, with Britney's conservatorship, I'm no longer with them, Um, and what is happening is disturbing, to say the least. So, um, basically, Britney was in rehearsals for Domination. Uh, It came to Jamie's attention, Jamie Spears, that uh, Britney was not taking her medication as prescribed. Uh, she was she was missing a lot of doses and just uh, full-on not taking them. So uh, they got her to the doctor. The doctor said, okay, if you don't want these medications, let's get you on a new one. Well, she refused to take the new one. So Jamie said, either you take this medication or the show's off, and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my support and you can't do it. Um, Brittany did not follow Jamie's instructions and so he was true to his word he pulled the show he verbatim said blame it on my illness um, and that's when we get the early January Instagram fast-forward a couple days um, Brittany's still not following through with her medication and as you guys have mentioned she is seen with Sam driving a big no no on um uh, it's it's a big rule that she broke brittany has been in the um in the mental facility since mid january um of course the 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 statement yesterday said uh, she entered last week. That is not true. She's been in there since mid-January, um, and there is no timeline. Uh, granted, I've been gone. I-, I haven't worked at the company or at the at the firm for uh, about a little over two weeks now. But there is no end, particularly in sight, for this stay at this mental facility to um, to end. Uh, she did not want to go. She um, uh, I, I, I of course, uh, I'm just a paralegal. I haven't had any contact with her, but um, from what I understand, this was uh, not a decision she made at all.
2: Gay paralegals telling us what's we what. We knew he was gay, didn't Oh, we? come on. He is, he is, okay, he got fired.
1: You think he got Fired? He got
2: fired he's pissed and he's like i'm telling everything
1: i always was like oh he's a good samaritan <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he no? is a gossip and yes. he is vengeful i can hear it in his gay voice yeah i know a vengeful gay voice i love that
1: he's calling this podcast and it sounds like he's like walking down the street <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. you're
1: kind of like dropping a bombshell, man. Can you sit at home and maybe be in a quiet environment?
2: Yeah. I yeah. mean, no shade. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I mean, okay. So how is this in any way shocking or different from the behavior and the behavior that we've come to expect from First, Britney okay. Spears? Wh- what do you mean? In terms of her rebelling against the limitations that are put on her her rebelling against her medication. I mean, that's very common, especially for people who are like schizophrenic, bipolar, when they're in a hype, you know, when a bipolar person goes into like a hypomanic state, they're like, everything's great. I'm fine. I don't need my meds anymore. So of course they're noncompliant. This is so, so I've done it. It's so common where I'm like, because you're on the meds, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing great. And you think you don't need the meds anymore, but the meds are what are making you Feel better. better yeah you know it's it's so so common
1: well so in the book she actually says that um i think that she had been dating a guy not at this point in time but in the past okay who maybe took like pre-workout supplement
2: <laughs> oh. it sounded
1: like like energy supplement okay um and uh gave it to her and she took it and she felt really good
2: is this energy supplement called cocaine
1: no okay I mean, not according to Brittany. All right. But part of me thinks, um, because I think this happened a few times, mm-hmm. um, where like she would rebel, and I'm putting that in quotations, but I think it was, she likes to take uppers. And so according to her father, Jamie, that's her downfall. And I think she was just like, well, you fucking keep putting me on lithium and then asking me to dance all night. Yeah.
2: And, and lithium, so, depending on who you are, lithium can be very zone out town.
1: Yeah, and I think every time she got put in a mental institution, because I think it happened more than just this time. Yeah, they'd put her on lithium to try to calm her down, or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think, I don't know. It's like I don't think that's what she needed at the time. She actually went through this phase from 2016 until 2019 where she had like creative control of her album and yeah. she started going to these media interviews to promote the album and started doing a really good job at her Vegas residency. She didn't look like she was like a dead voodoo doll yeah. anymore. <laughs> I mean, so I think we, and then we all saw footage of her rehearsing for this new residency and yeah. she looked really good and we hadn't seen that. For the whole time she was in this conservatorship. Uh, And so then I also think, like, if she's being asked to perform like that, we're all like, hey, I think she can run her own life. Yeah. She can make
2: decisions. This is what has surprised me. Yeah. It's, um. The fact
1: that they got away with it.
2: No, the fact that she is in many ways so incredibly functional. Yeah. And she has been throughout this time. I mean, she works or worked Even when all this was happening, it seems constantly. Yeah. And she seems to be there, present, able to like memorize lines, able to engage with people naturally. And then on the other side, from the family, from this paralegal, from, you know, insiders, quote unquote, we're hearing like, oh, but you don't know like the whole story behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I think. She's got some mental health problems. She doesn't like being on her medication. She's got some, like, good... This is... I'm not going to diagnose her. I'm not a doctor. But this is very bipolar. Mm -hmm. It's very untreated bipolar. You can be, like, normal, fine, for a number of weeks, sometimes even a number of years. And then something kindles your brain, and you're in a hypomanic or manic state. Or you're in a highly depressed state. And that can last for months or... Longer, mm-hmm. so I kind of don't know what I'm trying to say, but it just I, doesn't seem mysterious to me,
1: right? You know, it's you just know like what I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So the reason that this stuff still fascinates me, uh-huh. right, is because there is new Britney Spears conspiracy TikTok, which is oh, like
2: TikTok. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um. When this happened, this was 2019, then it took two more years for us to hear from Brittany herself because she testified in court and she said, this is an abusive conservatorship I've been trying to get out the whole time. Yeah. Uh, No one will give me access to my own lawyer because they keep saying I don't have the mental capacity to choose a lawyer. But like we heard her make these like very lucid statements. Yeah. Uh, girl, home girl knows what's going on. She doesn't have dementia, just like we all know. We know she wants to be out of it. Then the whole world heard that and they knew they couldn't keep her in it anymore. Yeah. They let her hire her own lawyer. Good. And she got out of it. But the things that we only see of her now are her on Instagram and they are fishy,
2: fishy in what way
1: so i think maybe the best example is when she married sam asgari uh-huh um i think maybe there was some pictures in the media but basically there's a bunch of high quality good looking pictures of sam of he the
2: i gotta say he is he is a fox of a man (laughs) he is a fox of a man
1: um so there's really good pictures of him. Then there's like Paris Hilton and Madonna and Selena Gomez and Donatella Versace also okay. attended. And there are pictures of all of them together. Anytime Brittany is in a picture, it's just not high quality. It looks weird. Mm. It looks like she's been photoshopped in. Oh. Um,. There's just something weird about it. And there's something weird about many of her Instagram posts where she looks like maybe she's not really in the background that she's in. I think homegirl might just like to use a filter, you know,
2: oh, she probably loves to use a filter and she probably uses other backgrounds. I,
1: she well, so then, like a, she's like in a
2: fantasy world. Totally. In a way. And yeah.
1: then she releases this book and she doesn't do any press for it. Except for this People magazine article, which you find out if you read the Cliffs Notes, mm-hmm. she did via email. She did the interview via email, and the pictures that she took are very Britney Instagram pictures. So, like, she did not go take pictures with a People magazine photographer. Yeah. So the people on TikTok are just like, "Is Britney Spears dead? Is she al- like, is she alive?" Are they trying to make us think she's alive when she's dead? Is she free? Is she still being controlled? Okay. Or did she finally get to say I don't want to do press so I'm not doing
2: it? Or are they AIing
1: Yeah, dead Britney
2: yeah. into all these pictures <laughs> and Instagrams.
1: Yeah, you yeah, you figured out all right. exactly what they're saying. Um and so the conspiracies about Britney continue. Okay. Would you like to see some TikToks?
2: I would love to see some TikToks. Here's why everyone thinks that Britney Spears is not alive, why the cops were called to her house this weekend, and why her wedding was probably fake. So fans think Britney's still in trouble because even though she was freed from her conservatorship last year, she was then placed under a temporary control order by the same people who controlled her conservatorship. But fans were worried that before that temporary control order ended, that her team would do something bad to her. Fans think that her wedding was fake. It was a setup that she was forced to do, so the public would think Britney's doing great and lived happily ever after. Okay, should we mention that I just watched some TikTok videos that were very silly?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. So many TikToks focus on the dumbest stuff. There are a lot of really good, credible TikToks, I think yeah uh you know like just weird things about the wedding and blah 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 yeah i couldn't and find the, them you for know you.
2: there are some from what you showed me of the pictures of the wedding donatella versace was clearly not there every picture looks exactly the same she's got her arm in the same position in every yes thank you i will take some rosé <laughs> Thank you, Katie Mordhorst. Cheers, Brittany. Cheers, Brittany. Oh, for, indeed, cheers, Brittany. I am on your side. And there's that one TikTok you showed me where the the first husband, the annulled, the mm, annulled Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander, not the actor from no. Seinfeld, but <laughs> a, a, a very strapping man, mm-hmm. um, where he went into the venue and saw like nobody there. What what was the 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 genesis of that video? Um, Did he just come think, after the wedding and be like nobody's here? Obviously, it's a fake.
1: No, I think what happened was, according to him, because he's kind of an unreliable narrator. He knew the wedding was happening that day, and okay. he didn't think she wanted to get married, so he went to go rescue her. I think he wound up showing up before it happened, but all of his footage, uh, he did like an Instagram live. All of his footage, like, kind of confirms a wedding was going to happen. You know, like yeah. the venue looks the same. Um, I don't know why the pictures that Brittany is in. Are Can I weird. also say something
2: about that venue?
1: Yeah. It's her house. It, Did you know that
2: it's, it looked in like, her house? Okay, it yeah. looked and,
1: and Erica, I think someone... Erica, I
2: love you. It looked like my <laughs> sister's wedding, which uh, was fine. But this is Brittany fucking Spears. Yeah, like, I don't know
1: I, why it didn't look. She better. has a
2: billion and a half dollars, probably. Come on. I mean, I mean, maybe she just wanted a simple, small wedding. Fine, but seriously. No, it just looked like it was at the Masonic Hall in Paducah.
1: <laughs> I think they took her grand entrance of her home. Yeah. And they brought someone like low budget in to hang drapes.
2: And, you know? and like a lot of like, she seems to really favor a lot of crinkly flowers because I noticed yeah, in one I of those don't know uh, who
1: was in charge of setting it up, you know?
2: I mean, you know what? We can't blame her for not having a sense of decor. We can't. I no. mean, some people just don't.
1: And then, no.
2: Yeah, but um, yeah. There's a highly okay. First of all, highly credulous TikTok videos, mm-hmm. and then you showed me one where it was a person who purports to be a lemon.
1: Yeah, her name's Annoyed Lemon.
2: Annoyed Lemon, and she was responding to a DM from somebody who said that this is not Brittany. Writing a the p- book. Writing the Someone book. Someone else wrote this book. There's a puppet master uh, intimating that Britney is no longer in existence. I
0: think so, yeah. Yes. I'm coming from a place of, as a person, a lemon, who reads a ton of celebrity memoirs, reviews them, goes over them. I believe Britney wrote this book. Now, you guys can't see, because I'm a lemon. When I say wrote, I'm using air quotations. <laughs> wrote because we know she used a ghostwriter which there's nothing wrong with that a lot of celebrities do but (sighs) okay don't come for me with what I'm about to say the memoir the way it was written the way it flows as a book was mediocre I'm not talking about the content of it and what she's talking about in it and her lived experience I'm talking about as a book as a piece of writing, it wasn't the greatest, you know, we compare it to something like Prince Harry's Spare, even if you don't like Prince Harry, that book is fucking beautifully written, or like Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, like, which is my favorite memoir of all time, you cannot compare Britney's memoir to memoirs like that. And again, I'm not coming for Britney, but I can tell Britney had a role to play in the writing of this memoir just by the contents of it. Because if they had hired a writer to just completely make this shit up, like you, some of you guys are suggesting, it would have been better. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry.
2: Um, I haven't read the book. I probably will never read the book. But she had a ghostwriter, and he- here's what I want to say. Britney Spears... Got really, really big. Yeah, when she was sixteen years old, and it is everybody's a everybody's interest who is around her, for her to remain sixteen years old. Yeah, and they have been trying to keep her sixteen. Yeah, since she was sixteen,
1: I think
3: so.
2: And she's never been given any of the tools, or the experiences, or the childhood to mature like a regular human being. No wonder her behavior is weird. No wonder she needs all this help. And she's also has a mental illness that seems to be even though she's refusing to take her meds. I also feel like on the on the side of the conservatorship, her, you know, her father and whatever handlers have a hand in the conservatorship. They are probably over-medicating her when she displays behavior that is not conducive to her work and not conducive to her making more money for them.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, This reminds me a lot. And and honestly, she's just, she's doing what is natural and human, which is to rebel against this straitjacket that has been put on her since she was very, very young. And I find a lot of parallels in Whitney Houston's sort of trajectory. Mm -hmm. The idea that she was groomed. And I don't mean grooming in that way. I mean, I mean, grooming in the way where you like you groom yourself um, to be this pop princess when that was not her. And
1: what was Whitney at the core?
2: Oh, Whitney was honestly, Whitney was. I feel like she was a newer girl. She was tough. She was probably bisexual. Right. She was, she wasn't, she was gorgeous, but that doesn't mean she's super feminine. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she, I think she was. She's a tough bitch. Tough bitch, tomboy. That's who she was. Mm -hmm. But she's being paraded around from the time she's 16 years old. This is Whitney in all these gowns and it becomes more and more a projection of who people think you are that you have to fulfill for them especially when you're a celebrity and you have no time to figure out who you are and that is what has happened to Britney she has no idea who she is she has no idea how to take care of herself and everybody is enabling her because she is money yeah right yeah yeah
1: and i think um just like annoyed lemon says yeah. i will link some of her um, like, the TikToks that resonate with me that She's she made. so
2: concerned, Annoyed Lemon. She's so concerned.
1: Oh, but I am, like, on the same page as her. Oh, I'm where, on the same page
2: as her, too, but, yeah. like, you don't need to do a 15-minute TikTok no, talking know. about this one four-line DM.
1: Yet th- this is what I like to sit and watch. I will watch the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I totally I could, get it. Though. I could, I, I could see how long it was. Like trying to show it to somebody else. No, way too long. But I she have says my thing. I'm
2: still on. I mean, talking about last episode, I'm still on the obsessed fest. Oh Reddit. yeah, of course. <laughs> and like, and people, it is gone at, it is devolved into memes and think pieces yes and a lot of hue and cry anyway
1: i saw them do a lot of arrested development memes
2: which i'm totally on board with yeah, i love it yeah yeah
1: but um so some of the points that she makes are uh yeah i do think britney wrote this book because if she hadn't it would be better and I'm like, yeah, totally. Because she doesn't have a lot of self-insight. She was never allowed to no, grow. No, no. Yeah. And uh, I think she's so used to being controlled. Uh-huh. Why would Britney ever think that it's okay for her to admit that she ever did drugs, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, you probably didn't read Jessica Simpson's memoir. But I did it's, not. Um, it's very raw and open. hmm Jessica Simpson became, like, a full-blown alcoholic where she was drinking in the morning and all yeah. throughout the day. Yeah, 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 And then, like, when she decided to write this memoir, she had gone through... Um, she'd gotten sober and had to do all of those steps that you do where you get honest with yourself. Yeah. And she spilled some really good tea about... You know different things that happened in her life that we all got to see from the outside, but now we were seeing it from the inside. Yeah, Brittany is still and has always been in a place where nobody wants us to see the truth.
2: Of and Jessica Simpson is not. She I, never I, became the big. It's thing apples that and Brittany oranges. Is. Jessica yeah. Simpson is not like she's not paying for. 10 different people's livelihoods. No, she
1: got to eventually cut the cord with her parents.
2: Yeah. Even though a lot
1: of things were very similar. Uh huh. It's not, but she was never like, she wasn't
2: like a mega star.
1: No. And I honestly think that maybe that was kind of good. Like, yeah, I think that maybe helped her a little bit. Uh, like at the end of the day, what we always see with these celebrities is that they get more and more famous and they get more and more, um, isolated
2: isolated yes absolutely isolated and sort of um like ossified into this image Uh uh-huh and anything that doesn't comport with that image Uh
1: uh-huh they have to like
2: they have to reject it and that's where these conspiracy theories come from it's like i can't handle the fact that she's a complicated human being with mental illness and a lot of challenges and a very, very weird upbringing and life. And so I have to make up a lot of stories why this is happening mm-hmm. when it's just.
1: She's been the America's sweetheart. We all care. I think we all care about her. When I, we're, you know, I. And we hope everything's going great for her. And then if it's not, we're worried.
2: I, you know, I think about Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And she's doing great. And she was in she a. She got bad, out of the paparazzi thing. Exactly. And she was in a. She went to Dubai.
1: Yeah.
2: She found a guy. She, she had a baby. It she's just like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And I think, I, I didn't think Lindsay Lowen would ever recover. I, I really didn't, didn't either. And she really seems to be doing great. And she's got a great re- relationship with her parents now, apparently. Oh. Which is wonderful. Yeah. So it is possible. But. And and I think it's more possible for Brittany now. I think you're right. She's going to be fine because she is extricating herself. I think so. But she still doesn't have a lot of life skills. So it's going to be a journey for her, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the people, you know what they call them? The conspiracy people about Brittany? What? Be anon (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it spawned from (laughs) QAnon.
2: I hate these people. <laughs> I really do. I really... It's... like, Don't you have any understanding of human complexity?
1: Um, When they... Bo- I think the way that Britney has been presented in the media, it's like, no, there's never been a complex look at her. It's always
2: been, she must
1: be this thing.
2: It's, and if she's not... What? Because she's not this avatar. Yeah. That they... Understand.
1: Mm-hmm. She's, she's actually very a, hard to understand. She's a
2: person. Yeah. Guess what, everybody? She's a person, just yeah. like you. Leave
3: Britney alone.
2: Yeah. And she's got problems and she's trying to solve them. More power to her. I wish the best for her. And I fucking love that. What's the doll?
1: Original doll.
2: The original doll album. I need that in my life.
1: I'm going to send it to you.
2: Because that has completely flipped my view of her artistry. Oh, Yeah. We did it. I, oh my, we're at the end point of this journey, and I went to a place where I never expected. I know. I'm definitely sending you that album. I, th- I'm falling in love with her. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Great. Because she's over 40 now. <laughs> but the boat, now, the boat has come Katie Mordhorse has showed you. Katie Mordhorse has steered that ship back into my dock, and I am boarding. Welcome. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> okay. We would like to say goodbye and thank you to our sponsors.
2: Yes, our, our sponsors are... Um,
1: Project Rose. Something I never covered, which was just some weird thing Brittany did on Instagram where she would take pictures with flowers.
2: Oh, that's sweet. She, loves, she fucking loves a flower, that one. Oh, yeah. Does she spend most of her day making craft paper flowers? I bet. Like, that's her way of, like, calming down.
1: As my last conspiracy, can I just tell you? Absolutely. There was a post on Reddit one time where someone was like, hey, I'm in this, like, involuntary conservatorship and the people in charge of me want me to get plastic surgery. How can I... um, not do that what are they talking about and everyone on the internet was like this is britney spears and so i followed this user and the other things that they would comment on were like our flowers you know like people would be like look at these flowers i planted today and she'd be like oh my god those flowers are so pretty
2: oh wait, wait 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 i think i'm having a glitch no. <laughs> You've been mind controlled. I'm MK Ultra. I was this whole time. Let's face uh,
1: it, we all are.
2: Yeah, probably. No, but seriously, something is going on with my eye right now, and I'm totally Katy Perrying right now. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Well, let's say goodbye to the listeners.
2: Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate it we'll be back next week to talk about more online bullshit.
2: Yeah, we've got um next week is going to be a a subject very dear to my heart. So I'll be explaining to Katie uh some online bullshit and she will come to terms with it. Okay, sounds good. All right, sounds good. Bye Katie. Bye Nathan.
1: Bullshit is produced by Katie Mordhorst and Nathan Lee, with sponsorships by High Noon and White Wine. We'd like to thank Mom and Dad, who are different people. I have a Mom and Dad, and Nathan
2: has a Mom and Dad. Well, my dad's dead, (laughs) so I don't have a dad anymore.
0: Thank you. Thank you.